My name is Neil. Uh, I'm the pastor at this church, and uh, today I'm actually not speaking, which is really cool because, as you can hear, I sound amazing, don't I? I should start a Johnny Cash band. I was thinking about it. Uh, fill in to burn a ring of fire. But uh, my wife's going to be speaking today. It's on, on your Valentine's Day. But I wanted to get us started with some serious stuff first, uh, which are the corny jokes. Uh, I was reading the classified and saw an ad for burial plots. I thought to myself, that's the last thing I'll need. I kayak, canoe. It's really bad, isn't it? These are really bad today. I'm sorry. I'm setting her up for success. What's a concert you can see for 45 cents? 50 cent with Nickelback. <laughs> that I would like to go see. Last one, since it's a Valentine's Day weekend. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. When should you take a plum to dinner when you can't find a date? These are really bad, right? So like I said, uh, Amy's going to be speaking, and you guys are going to be blessed. And so I'm going to go ahead and have her come up. Come on up. Love it if... Um, just let's just go ahead and pray and just invite the Holy Spirit to just speak to our hearts today exactly what he wants to say. So, Lord, we we uh, we just we love you so much. We thank you for the plans that you have for us today, for for your kids, that each one of us, Lord, are, are your children and uh, you know our hearts so well. And so, Lord, I just pray that Amy would say everything that you've put on her heart. And um, Lord, just bless the time that she's invested in this message and all the, all the other things that she does. Lord, um, just bless this time. We, uh, we just invite you, God. Uh, we want to hear from you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Amen. Let's give it up for Amy. Good morning. Thank you so much. That was very kind of you. I appreciate the jokes <laughs> and the slides. <laughs> um, so you guys have all kind of heard about Neil's background. He grew up as a pastor's kid, so he pretty much was born into the church. Um, my background's a little different, I would say. So we were Catholic, so we went to church on Easter, Christmas, and like randomly throughout the year. <laughs> and if there was a wedding or a funeral or a baptism, we would go to Mass. And my grandma loved Mass, and sometimes it was in Latin, which is really confusing <laughs> if you're a small child. So with all that going on, I kind of <laughs> believe that God was just always punishing me for everything. Just my perspective um, from everything I gathered from church. Like they have the big cross here with Jesus on it, with the nails and everything, which is a, a lot if you're a child to, to process. 
So as I grew up, I kind of just figured that everything I did, God was punishing me for. Like, this must have happened because God's mad because I did this. Um, that was kind of my process, and it carried into adulthood. Um, I was probably about 18 before I heard anything about love's forgiveness or God's forgiveness or love for us and how he loves us how we are. Um, I had no idea. And the Christian church highlighted the personal relationship with Jesus, which is something I had never heard of before. Um, my thought was he was just like up there smiting us. <laughs> like, uh, was it Bruce Almighty? Smite me, God. I just felt like... <laughs> It's like, I got a flat tire. God hates me. <laughs> uh, just that way of thinking. I just felt like it could never measure up. And then you factor in purgatory and things like that. That's, that's kind of a lot to process. So that was my first 20 years. <laughs> and then um, I became a Christian. And I had a personal relationship with Jesus. And just understanding not only did he love me, he created me with a purpose and a plan. And I was not a mistake. And he loved me for who I am, imperfect and all. Um, so that was just, that gave me such a, a peace. But before that, I searched for all these things to fill this void in me. Um, relationships, like... If you meet the perfect guy, he will complete you, <laughs> right? Can you imagine putting that burden on someone? You are here to make me happy. You're going to fulfill my every need. I mean, I mean, just thinking about that. But society tells us that, right? Like Cinderella, Snow White, like you meet the perfect guy and then everything is wonderful. Um, so I would meet a guy, and then it'd be a week, and be like, he is not wonderful. <laughs> next, then the next week, it's a new guy, and it's like, oh, he's not wonderful either. Next, I mean, <laughs> so you can imagine, like, this is very disappointing. Like, this Prince Charming is not out there. <laughs> and then also, like, well, if you party, that, like, that's a way to have fun, right? That's how you relieve stress. You can have some drinks with your friends, and it just fixes everything. And it doesn't, really, because your problems are still there. And it doesn't just make things go away. I mean, you can forget about it when you wake up in the morning, and you have that, and then you spend a bunch of money. <laughs> and you still have bills on Monday. So that avenue didn't really work for me, either. There were just so many things I tried, like work. I'm a people pleaser, like, get this job done. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to work as hard as I can. Um, I come from a long line of workaholics. <laughs> Trying to find my value in all these things that just did not bring me joy. Actually, they did the complete opposite of that. <laughs> so I was working like crazy, going through relationships of people who were not close to perfect, like they didn't complete that goal, <laughs> and hanging out with my friends and spending a bunch of money. So when I found a relationship with Jesus and just found that he loved me for who I am and accepted me, 
and that nobody was going to be able to fill that void but him. It was just such a peace. And then surrounding myself with other Christians that had the same values as I did, that gave me sound advice. Like, have you ever had a problem and you're just talking out to a friend and they say the most ridiculous thing to you? And you're like, you know, like, oh, the car's broke. Well, you should just get a brand new car. I mean, tires flat, get a new one. So I had a lot of friends around me that didn't give me the most sound advice, I would say. They were well-intentioned, but then when I became a Christian, they didn't try to solve my problems, but they would pray with me. They would support me. They would help me understand that God works all things together for good, and God wasn't punishing me or smiting me. (laughs) Um, And just that you deserve the best. Like, you deserve the best. I deserve the best. And God wants the best for us. Um, Just, it was so hard to believe. And then reading the Bible, it confirms what other people say. Um, Catholic Church, the priest reads the Bible to you sometimes in another language that's kind of confusing. Um, But being able to open the Bible, read it, and confirm his love for us, because it's all over. He has a purpose and a plan for our life. He works all things together for the good. He is for us. He's not against us. I just want to pick up where Neil left off in Ephesians, which I'm really glad it's Ephesians. (laughs) Of all the books in the Bible, I'm like, ooh, I'm glad it's not like Exodus or (laughs) the lineage of God, you know. Um, So we'll start with 111, but let's pray first. God, I just thank you that you are so amazing and and so wonderful and you do love us and that you did choose us before the foundation of the earth. And I just thank you. And I just pray that you'll just keep your word in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So Ephesians 111. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, So it says, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. So I love that because it says we are predestined and chosen. So God chose us. He predestined us. The creator of the world chose you and loves you and designed you to be exactly who you are. You weren't a mistake. Yeah, you were made on purpose. And he has a plan for your life. Even if you don't have a plan, (laughs) God has a plan for you. And the favorite part of my verse is he works everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, which means whatever dumb mistakes I've made, (laughs) he uses them and works them out into his perfect will and purpose and plan for my life. So I've made a lot of mistakes, and I thought, oh, I ruined my life. It's over, you know? Like, you ever flunked a test? Oh, man, that hurts my soul, you know? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I don't even have to flunk it like a C, a hard C, just even C, and I just feel like I'm an idiot, I've wasted my time, 
I didn't learn what I was supposed to learn. Um, but it just says God works um, everything for good. And I think that's true, because I think he humbled me. <laughs> um, I always like to do my best, and if I don't, I think the world's falling apart. But, but you know what? It's still here, and I'm still here, and everything's okay. So just the fact that he uses those hard times and those bad decisions we make, and he works them and he knits them into this beautiful thing in our life um, and just paints this beautiful picture. Like, I'm not super old, but I'm middle-aged now, which <laughs> that hurts a little to say. But I am. So, <laughs> like, halfway through my life, ugh. Um, but I look back and I think of everything, like, from beginning till now, and how God has used so many things that I've done, things that I've said, just situations I've been in. He's used all those things, and he's used them for his glory. So it's just amazing. And then verse 12. Hold on, I got off my notes a little bit. Um, in verse 12, are we here? Yep. In order that we who were first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. So hope. That's such a powerful word, isn't it? Like things that are hoped for. Uh, it's things we invest in, right? Things we count on. Like I was hoping for this. Um, we can choose where we put our hope. So can I get an assistant? Do you want to assist me, Neil? I'll just. You want to hold these? I just want you to hold those. If you could just be my Vanna White, if you could just stand there and look pretty, I would appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know what you did. <laughs> um, so I was going to do buckets, but I couldn't find any in the basement. So <laughs> these are Easter baskets, but we will pretend that they are buckets for today's purpose. So, <laughs> so filling your bucket, have you heard that term? Like, what do you fill your bucket in? It could be a term for your soul, your heart, um, just you. So I have two buckets, and one we'll call other things. So these are other things we put our hope in, and these are um, Christ, right? Yeah. Hope in Jesus. So hope in Jesus and other things. So other things you can put your hope in, alcohol, drugs, money. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, relationships that are toxic. Um, I just mean, I don't mean all relationships. I mean relationships that aren't life-giving and aren't good for you. Um, codependency. And then another thing, hobbies. Hobbies can be an amazing thing, but when they consume your life and take away from other things that you should be doing or take away from people or relationships you should be having. So there's that bucket. You can choose to fill yourself. You can put that one down. 
and then hope in Christ. So those look like things like prayer, praying about things. Let's see. Made these little uh, relationships that are life-giving. So people that love and support you and support your values. Loving our neighbor. Not literally, that just means people, you don't. I mean, your neighbor's included, but. <laughs> Community with other Christians. We, we have good neighbors. Putting others first. And the word of God. And I think that is really important because if you focus on putting your hope in Jesus, the word of God confirms it in black and white. Thank, Thank you. you. Give it up for Vanna White. <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you deserve the best, and that means putting your hope into things that are life-giving, that give you life instead of taking it away, and filling our buckets with Christ and not things that empty us out and take away from that. Just the idea that he gave his very best. So his very best was his only son. So God gave his only son. I have a son and I have a daughter. and I love them both. And just imagine giving either one of them up. Uh, it hurts my heart to even think about it. Like, it was hard for me to let them leave the house. Like, are they going to be okay? <laughs> it's still hard sometimes, but I just, I can't even imagine that, that love. Just so we could have eternal salvation and can be with him. It's pretty amazing. Um, Ephesians 1.13, it says, And you were also, were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth of the gospel of your salvation. And that's just so good. Like, he saved us. He saved us from so much and continues to. He saves us from ourselves. The truth about you is in the Bible, and it's in God. God's plan for you is there. You can just pray about it, and you might not know overnight. I know when you're 18 to 25, you just have this urgency and this stress, like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like, what is the plan? And don't worry, God has a plan for you. You can just pray and rest on it and follow him and he'll get you there. And it might not be the path you think or, or where you think you're going or how you think you're going to get there, but I promise it does all work out. <laughs> it just reveals again and again that you are not a mistake you're not a cosmic accident, and you do deserve the best. I think there's so many times we just settle when God wants the best for us. We settle with so many things that don't fill our bucket and things that we put hope in. Um, I ran into a friend last week. Um, we just went to visit her at her um, shop, and she is a beautiful human being, so kind, goes out of her way for everyone, just like the sweetest person to be around. 
And she had been in this relationship with this guy who just didn't see any value in her. And it just kind of hurt your heart when he was around. Anybody that loved her was like, um, but it ended and she had moved on and she found someone who sees value and worth in her. Um, and it was just so sad because if you see her, she's beautiful inside and out and just so kind. But she found someone that sees that in her and she looked like a different person. Yeah, she was glowing and I saw her and I'm like, you know, I'm just so happy for you. And I'm like, you really, you deserve the best. And she just kind of looked at me and then Neil's like, told me later, he's like, she had no idea. She had no clue that she deserved the best in life and God wanted the best for her. And she just settled for so long with, for someone who, who wasn't that. So if you've never experienced the best in your life or you don't know what a personal relationship is with Jesus or if you never had that, um, I would just invite you to do that starting today. Um, to just surrender your life to him and lay all those burdens on him and to fill your bucket with things that are life-giving for you because it really is the best possible life for you. Um, those other things are temporary. Um, people are temporary. But God is permanent. Um, and you do deserve the best. I just think in our society, there's so many things that beat people down. Um, there's just so much that comes at us that tells us that we don't, and it's just contrary to the word of God, because that's not what his word says, and that's not what he's done. He, he's created all of us with a plan, and sometimes the enemy tries to hide that from us or distract us from that. So if you haven't received Jesus, um, I just want to do a quick prayer. We'll just all pray together. Um, just bow our heads. So God, I just thank you so much for all you've done and all the things that you're going to do in our lives. And I just, I surrender our lives to you right now in Jesus' name. And I just want to, we follow your plans for our lives and we choose to put the things in that fill us up instead of empty us out. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And our amazing worship team is here, and they're going to sing a song to close us out. So thank you so much.